Hello and welcome to another episode of Cast It Into the Fire podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Bill. And we are back to... Episode uh, three? This is episode four of oh, House of the Dragon. Four. that's right. King of the Narrow Sea. And I would like to thank Kenny Plank for giving us a shout out yeah, um, he, on his poetry. Well, and Check him out. He's a do really check him guy. out. He reads poetry all the time and... Um, he has several published books under Clarence Plank, so go check him out. Now, before we get to this episode, our podcast is, you know, rated as we cover some mature content sometimes, and this is one of those times. Yeah, viewer discretion advised on this one. And we're going to be talking about Targaryen. It's going to have incest ways. because they're Targaryens, so be forewarned. So. We open up to Rhaenyra has on that necklace that her Uncle Damon got her, and it's got some sort of, like, triple um, interlocking design on it. I'm sure that there's already people, you know, trying to craft that, you know, cosplayers and so on. It's pretty. Yeah. But it... She she has her necklace so from him so he's she's you know still thinking about him in whatever way. Yeah, she's clearly holding on to something. And she is at Storm's End, which is the seat of House Baratheon, meeting various lords and sons of lords who are um suitors for, you know, trying to get her favor the hand in marriage, and they're just lined up. Yeah, she's just meeting them one after the other. And they're also from, they're also quite uh, varied uh, in age. And, in age. Um, and they're from all else, over the age, yeah. Well, okay, they're from all over clearly. Uh, the first guy is, is uh, Lord Dondarrion and he is um, much older man, and oh, she actually gives him some taunt about how he used to have a thing for her grandmother. But oh, he's like, Oh, go. that was only fifty year that was fifty years ago. <laughs> well there you go, fifty <laughs> years ago. I mean, well he should have led on with that. She'd be like, you know, I used to have a thing for your grandmother, just make it maximum creepy. Anyway, creepiness continues. Uh, um the next one is a young boy who looks maybe ten to twelve ish. Uh, he looks eleven or twelve, I'd say. And he's, he's Blackwood. He's he's yes. Blackwood. Yes, and what's his first name again? Um, yeah, I'm about to lead into that. Okay, there's been some various, you know, excitement, debate in the fandom about who is this guy. And some people are like, oh, it's Benjakot Blackwood, which, who was a boy warrior in the Fire and Blood book. But it, this would be the wrong time in the book for Benjakot to show up already as a young boy. Wouldn't be the first time somebody uh, time-traveled to alter canon for a TV show adaptation of a book. That is true. And more Uh, people, um, and I was one of them, thought he was Samuel Blackwood. Um, Well, this show doesn't have Samuel Tarly, wrong time frame, and I was excited for there to be any Samuel. Um, And... It would make sense for him to be Samuel Blackwood. So I, I honestly presume that Sarah and those other people were right. So, anyway, wasn't. yeah, this is actually a character created for the show, 
named Willem, according to the IMDb for the actor. Yeah, and that's like one of those things, like I said, was he just created specifically for the show? Was he some unused book character that uh, George R. R. Martin decided, yeah, just use him for I the mean, show? I mean, George R. R. did have more of a hand in this show than he did in um, some of the later Game yeah, of Thrones. his Thumbs. name uh, is on it, so who knows what role he had in this. Well, anyway... decided to make their own character. Little 10 to 12 year old Willem Blackwood is talking about um, what a great uh, husband he'd be and how he'd um, be a great protector and he's got good lands and all that and um, in the background there's a guy from House Bracken who is older than him, looks like maybe about 20 and give some kind of taunt about what she need protection for. She's got a dragon and her, she's like, oh, I could learn to like this one yeah. to the guy who um, mentioned her having a dragon. Now, the thing about Houses Bracken and Blackwood is they hate each other. They've hated each other for generations. They've had a rivalry. Uh, Hatfield and McCoy might be worse. Uh, yeah. they, they, this is apparently a long-term family. Very now, long-term. I did not know that. Sarah, of course, knew it immediately, and I and guess been all the other ones. Various are. non-lasting attempts to reconcile, like, oh, you, you will mutually, you'll marry a son and daughter from each of your houses and bind yourselves together and get over this, but it, it never really lasts. They keep hating each other. So wait, does that mean they actually did wed anyway? And they oh, they they, just, they, they hated each other. They anyway? they had that. And I don't know how they felt in their marriages, but it there never was lasting non-rivalry between these houses. It always came back. Gotcha. And uh, and uh, this is no different. Online, and the online community, of course, immediately, uh, you know, fans those flames because you know who doesn't love a good rivalry. So. Yeah, the Bracken guy calls Willem Blackwood a craven, and uh, he pulls a sword out and they duel on the spot. And Willem Black Willem, Willem just like does he kill? He didn't. Oh kill yeah, him. he killed him. He killed him. Okay. He killed this. I, I can never be he sure. He killed this older dead, guy. Yeah. And oh, yeah, he just killed this dude. And, it's and like, he, afterward, he's like retching. Uh, so my, I want to explain my take on Willem. As somebody who's not read this book and who doesn't know any of this background. I mean, Sarah did briefly say during the show explained their long-standing rivals because they mentioned the house names uh so you see willem and i, I he looks at it and he's like he's talking about like protecting the queen and all that but he looks kind of like crazy and he he does have this murderous look in his eye like, uh, I mean, that's just how it looks to me. I mean, I could kind of well, tell he, that he was... Well, if he play. marries a princess and shows up Bracken... Yeah, so who knows what happens, what would have happened. But the point is that, that he... The, Renera walks away because she understands how... She basically recognizes it for the jackassery that it is, sorry. But she recognizes what it is, and she walks away, and... Then he, uh, he calls him a... He calls him a craven, and then... You know, Willem Blackwood uh, kills this kid. What's this kid's, this other kid's name? This older guy? I am not actually like a, sure. He, he, was, he literally he was like 17 or 18, right? It sounded about right. I, mean, I, I went with 20, but yeah, he's older than well, I'm 12. Sure uh, all like 30 or something. But anyway, um, he's, betraying, he's portraying somebody that looked like he was uh, 
certainly older and stronger, but you know, I also kind of figured how. But George not quite R. as angry. But George R. R. Martin writes characters like that, so I, I wasn't. I mean, I was surprised, but you know, not utterly surprised. Now, for the people who do think who thought his name was Samuel, and I was one of them, until pretty recently when somebody pointed out the IMDb thing. Um, there were these theories which I was getting on board with, like, oh, this is in some ways nods to Samuel Tarley. Oh, it's not the first time a Samuel was called a craven. Oh, but it's uh, turned out, but you know, it turned out differently because unlike that Samuel, this one, you know, pulls out a sword and starts fighting right away. But like, but like the Samuel we're more familiar with, he still, like, wants to puke afterwards. Yeah. Um, but... I guess none of that holds because that's not his name. Nope. But, you know, I noted down the stuff, right. I'm still using it, yeah. But no, it would have made <laughs> sense that that would have been. I mean, there's no real reason to create a whole new character. Unless, again, George R. R. Martin wanted to, which he may. Anyway, moving well, on. Um, Rhaenyra rejects all of these suitors. Yeah, she, she understands the, uh, the foolishness of the whole thing. She doesn't want a suitor. And, um,. On the ship back to King's Landing, um, Daemon does a, comes up on Caraxes and does a flyby where he kind of clips the edge of the boat with the dragon and the boat rocks. Uh, yeah, that, that was like, and we, we joked about how that was there. The Targaryen way, flirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I, I said, you know, she could just send a dragon back to him and he'll like, he'll breathe fire on him and like. You know, for or like fight. Ah, his, she likes me back. Off. Yeah, exactly. Bite his arm off. Like, ah, she's she's flirting back with me. But anyway. Well. Those crazy Targaryens. Well, she gets back. Damon also shows up, and he's got a whole new haircut and a driftwood crown with little gems on it. Looks kind of DIY there. Um, looks like. Uh, the gems might have cost something, but the crown looks pretty cheap and. Uh, easily damageable for somebody who is with a fire-breathing dragon all around. You want a wooden crown? Yep. It's similar to the crown the Greyjoys had in, for their sea stone uh, chair. I, I, I didn't really notice that as much, but yeah, that's, apparently it's the same thing. Or something he approaches his brother Viserys and um says that yeah he you know was crown king of the narrow sea but he knows there's only one true king your grace and he, he he takes a knee like the that crown was a, and the stepstones are yours he, he takes a knee he offers the crown i mean it was a great piece of like propaganda like that'd be something that could be shot on c-span it would be a, he and viserys have a hug well Viser that's the thing viserys no it was very tense and then viserys embraced him and, you know, they seemed everything was forgiven, all was good again, and, uh, you know, there was applause. It was like, again, it was like, oh, this was a monumentous thing, this re-solidified their house, they conquered a dangerous enemy, um, and proved, and, you know, ensured their future, supposedly, once again, as a team, as a family, as, you know, the royals, so to say. Sorry. Now, about this dangerous enemy getting, uh, <laughs> conquered... <laughs> 
the stepstones were just left. Yeah, uh, yeah, the sea snake went on his way, and well, well, I asked who's watching them at this point. And Sarah, you said you think nobody is. Like, nobody. nobody. It, ki- it killed all the triarchy like, um, soldiers and left them for the crabs. So the crabs didn't go without food. Oh, there's there is a meme going around. That's a little video of Viserys. Not Viserys. Um. Damon Photoshop, so he's dancing shirtless on the beach with a bunch of crabs. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, that meme was created before the episode aired. Yeah, that's what was funny about that. Because <laughs> that was, like, that meme would be perfect at this point. It's like, what, who is, what is going on with this step zones right now? And it just cuts to that meme and that basically would be it. Like, oh, what is happening Oh, that right would have been funny. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, after this, um, they're at an outdoor gathering that's... Um, and then got our d'oeuvres out, and... Um, Alicent is talking with Rhaenyra, and she's not pregnant anymore. That's not mentioned, but she's, um, already given birth to Princess Helena. Once again, not mentioned. Helena is never mentioned by name. And anyway, they're talking, and um, she's sarcastically saying about how awful it must be to have all these lords and knights fawning over her, and most women don't even get the choice between two, and you know she can take her pick. And Rhaenyra. Well, she's like, they only want her title and her Valyrian name. To which Allison reacts, well, that's rather romantic. Rhaenyra doesn't want to just live in a castle and, as she puts it, squeeze out airs. Um. And Allison, this is kind of sad, you know, she's saying she has few she has few friends and she tries to remind herself that she's Lady Alicent but to people they just see the Queen so you know she's kind of you know she's Queen but she's kind of lost herself in some ways um Rhaenyra is next seen talking to Damon and at first they're speaking Valyrian between each other and yeah, Damon is saying how he's returned to the comforts of home to which Rhaenyra says she didn't think he was very comfortable at home and uh, she doesn't want to marry any of these guys Um, Damon's reaction is that marriage is political but you know, you can do what you want which Considering how much Damon sleeps around despite being married. Well, that's the kind of guy he is. And well, her reaction to this is, well, it's political for the man, but it can be a death sentence for the woman. And he's like, you know, if that was true, he would be rid of his bronze bitch wife. Um, yeah, he still hates Rhea Royce. Yeah. 
And, you know, I think the reason why things aren't so good between them is because he's sleeping around so much. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And, uh... And what Rhaenyra has to say to that is that she's lucky that Damon didn't put a child in her. And he's all being sarcastic back. A child would never grow in such a hostile environment. And Rhaenyra is not joking about this. She's like, childbirth uh, killed her mother, Emma Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that scene. Yes. No, we can't blame her for that. I mean, you know, Sarah... You know, mention that. You know, we can't blame her for thinking that way. She chooses life. I mean, it's frightening and dangerous now with modern medicine. Then it was much worse. And... Yeah, it was, uh, and you know, of course that, it of course drives home that that was a very harrowing thing to happen. And, you know, Damon is like, you shouldn't live in fear and not live life. And she says she doesn't want to live in fear, just solitude. Damon's like, sounds lonely. And even then, it starts to feel like Damon is trying to make there be more between them. Uh, All right. Well, we'll get to what happens, and I'll give you my little theory on things. Um. But... Also, even from her, for her, Damon is cl- seems to be closer to somebody that she actually likes uh, compared to the others. Yeah. And the king is talking with the council. The sea snake is going to feel slighted about the king not marrying his daughter, which is true. And um, Corlys is apparently seeking alliance with the city of Bravos. And planning on wedding his daughter, remember the daughter who looks like 12, Lana, to the Sea Lord's son. Um, no word on what the Sea Lord's son's age is. but Or what the whole thing is. That. But the idea is that, that would be a political... That would be uh, a political alliance with another major seafaring... A nation, and it would be it would solidify their hold on that whole region. I mean, he mentions himself how important that would be. And, you know, that would, of course... Uh, ensure their continued uh, with everything with everyone uh, you know together that would ensure their continued dynasty for quite some time and the Targaryens need to seek marriage alliance and Rhaenyra is like obviously not looking happy during this conversation but she didn't say anything uh, you next um, cut to a scene of it's it's at night. Yeah, and she's sneaking around in the Oh, I'll get to that part. Oh, okay. Allison is seen trying to calm a fussy baby girl. Um, and yeah, that's all you see or hear of Princess Helena who has been born. Um, I, and they don't act with really little newborns, but this baby looks quite a bit older. So maybe some time has passed. And Rhaenyra dresses up in peasant boy clothes and is following a map to sneak out. Uh, You see a shot of some rats um, hanging out up on something. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she meets uh, Uncle Damon, and they go together to... A party! The seedy of part of town. They go to a party, one of his infamous parties. Clearly, Damon is a party guy, and he is... He throws wild and politically problematic parties. Anyway. Um, yeah, on their way there, Rhaenyra is actually mistaken for a boy because of her disguise. She seems kind of thrilled by that. Well, also, that would be, you know, a safer thing. Uh, yeah, in that part of town, you want to yeah. be mistaken for a boy. Yeah. Um, there's acrobats. You want to be mistaken for royalty that you are. Yeah. There's acrobats, there's fire tricks, which, uh, in this world may actually be real magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a friend who does some, you know, fire-breathing tricks, but in Westeros, they act... Cess? Yeah, I'm talking about Cess. Um, <laughs> Cess Carney, the torture show, yeah, look him up, he's cool. Yeah, Um, but do not try this at home. Ma- he doesn't use actual magic, he uses science, like a, like a Yes, uh, but in Westeros, these are likely actual, legit pyromancers. Yeah. Um, Rhaenyra is drinking from a little thing of what appears to be hard liquor. Um, and also they pass by a blind fortune teller who offers to predict her death, and the st- um she doesn't stop to talk to her, but the skin cuts right to a dragon statue breathing fire. Um, shifts back to the castle, Viserys is bathing with, uh, a bunch of servants present and his wife the queen is there and he's got a lot of sores and stuff going on in his back still he doesn't look comfortable at all um the servants get dismissed but the queen stays to bathe him herself and now back to the bad part of town I'm I believe this is the Street of Silk. Meaningful name because it's kind of their red light district. Yeah. Um, they're watching a play which is very much a mocking political satire. Um, they're portraying the royal family. Um, Rhaenyra and Alicent are both played by men cross-dressing. What... You know the whole thing with Shakespeare and how, like, pretty much any woman characters were played by men on stage? Yeah. Um, this was... Yeah, that that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's political theater in a medieval land. And the crowd is booing when they get to the part about a girl being named as heir... And they say that her brother has a conqueror's name and a cock, and he removes a fake phallus made out of rope from his pants. And uh, Rhaenyra doesn't, you know, reveal who she really is, but she's you know, obviously not happy with this, and... She goes up to a street vendor and just steals something from him and runs. And they're like, boy, come back. And uh, Damon's like, yeah, I'll I'll catch him. Uh, Yeah, and... uh, 
Screen cuts again to Alicent back at the castle, and she's having a drink of wine and getting ready for bed. Yeah. Um, Rhaenyra gets caught by a guard, and the guard seems to recognize her, but pretends not to, and just lets her go with a warning, like, don't do that again, boy. I think that that guard is Harvin Strong. Okay, I'm not sure who that is exactly. This is where a character who will be important later. Okay, well, very well could be. Was he in the King's Guard at that point? Or... You know, I'm I'm not certain. No, he wasn't King's Guard, but this would be just regular guards out catching thieves. Yep. Then again, Harwin has kind of a pretty um, similar look to a lot of the guys. I think it's him. Yeah. And back to the yeah, back to the castle. A servant has summoned Alicent to the king, even though she's already in bed, and she says the hour is quite late. And we all know what she was summoned to the king for. Um, and you can this. They're showing the view like back and forth between the castle and the street of silk. So back to the street of silk. There's some kind of naked acrobatic show going on. And it cuts right back to the castle, and Viserys is having sex with Alicent, who is obviously not enjoying it and just wants it over with and uh yeah and it's like a whole contrast right there you have like the uh, yeah Rhaenyra and Damon and the other really people on there it. they're enjoying themselves on the street of silk and, and she is not she's, she's just, not she's, she's closing her eyes and thinking of Westeros, Westeros. I guess is the... like her, her marriage is not so happy as she might be showing to the world. Yeah. Because I don't think this is the only time it's like that. Yeah. Um. Back to um the Street of Silk. Damon has taken Rhaenyra into a brothel and um is telling her that um sex is a pleasure for the woman and not just the man and you know, even if marriage is a duty it doesn't stop them from doing what they want which is Damon for you but you know, in this world there is a big double standard where um Men can go out and do that kind of and thing. And women, not so much. And yes. it's a political scandal. Well, it's scandalized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they go like into a room, and like he starts to get in into it with her, and they get most of the way, and then he suddenly just leaves. Well, she sort of she pushed him off him first like she was like trying to like at least slow it down by the way uh it shouldn't have to be said but i'm just gonna make sure they are uncle and niece they're uncle and niece and she's like do we even know how old she is yet 
You know, I'm not certain. I mean, the, 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 act, the actress is in her 20s, but I've also heard one of the yeah, cast say the character's the supposed to be 14. Yeah, I don't know what the character And I don't know how accurate that like is. Like I said, but, I'm sure all the actors are in their 20s and 30s, but the, the character's supposed to be... Uh, However old, but the point is that they're also uncle and niece. So this and is a pretty really, I was just gonna say, sketchy do, situation. Yeah, here. we do not we do not endorse the, uh, incestuous, questionably consensual. Uh, you know, don't go action. full Targaryen. Yeah, don't go full Targaryen. And uh, yeah, she seems to want to slow it down. And he then leaves. He, he just does, leaves. Yeah, he just leaves. Is like I'm off to the next thing. Like, he's clearly, like, in the zone, and he's not going to get out of it no matter what. So he's off to the next thing. And and she goes home and... Um, sleeps about. she No, she goes right to um, the King's Guard, oh, yeah, Kristen that's right. Cole. Goes, uh, that's right, she goes... That's right. She goes there, and they... Uh, oh, they, now they I'm going... Yeah. And the, um, they actually do end up sleeping together. They go all the way. And it's it's much more... I'm not going to say that's really an appropriate situation either. He's a celibate Kingsguard. She's a well, princess. Well, it's not incest. But it's not incest. And it, it's more innocently romantic in how it's portrayed as opposed to, like, dirty in a brothel kind of... Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I can kind of think that... Uh, that's kind of what, yeah. And now I'm... But here's the thing. Well, all right, Sarah, I guess you should go on. I don't know how much you want to say. I'm going to contrast it with the book here. Okay. Uh, in the book, Rhaenyra... Okay, first off, I may have already mentioned that the book is supposed to be compiled of the accounts of multiple writers, including... Um, an inappropriate jester who tells the more salacious, scandalous stories, and a septon and a maester who are going to be more uh, polite or want to make people look more pious. Like, they got the different slants to how the stories they're, go- they're going with. And the version from the jester, Mushroom, is that the princess had a crush on Kristen Cole, but Kristen Cole didn't look at her that way. Uh, He still looked at her as a little girl, even though she was getting older. Oh, all the way to 14. And Uncle Damon is like, oh, I'm going to uh, teach you how to make him look at you as a woman, and Basically, he gets her into doing pretty much everything short of full intercourse, and it reads very groomerish. It it's creepy even compared to how it looked in the show. Yeah. And then there's differing accounts. One is that Kristen offered to run away f- with her to a foreign country, and she turned that down. Uh, here's the thing. And the other. Yeah. Is that she went to Kristen and tried to seduce him, and Kristen got freaked out by that being celibate Kingsguard and all. Virtuous, which he clearly. Uh, Neither and, is what happened in the show. But I think that's an interesting take because that means like there is like sort of a degree a degree of all of that, but none of it is true. And you have these, you know, they you could you could argue with the show at least 
here's something that I here's what actually happened versus you know what happened in the book. And who's telling the truth, the, the jester, the maester, or the septum? Yeah, exactly. Or maybe none of them are. And the show offers that possibility. The show works because it offers that possibility that none of them are telling the truth. So, or that none of them are accurate in their portrayal. Like none of them know what actually happened. And um, next scene, a boy goes to Otto Hightower with some sort of message, and I think the implication is that he. Saw Rhaenyra and Damon in the brothel. Yep. Um, next thing, Damon wakes up on the floor, and uh, Miss Arya is there, his mistress. And am I your prisoner? I don't need prote. No, I'm your protector. I don't need protection from a common whore, but I'm not common anymore. So that's that's what it's like between them. Um, now I should make a correction about an earlier podcast. I said that I may have said something about that Miss Arya might be pregnant and doesn't want it to be known. That's not the case. She actually said that um, she'd taken some kind of steps to make sure that that didn't happen. I don't know whether that meant medieval birth control or whether she used some sort of magic she's later implied to possibly be a witch of some kind. So we don't know. But I just wanted to make that correction. Um, back to the palace. Otto is going to the king and super, super awkwardly tells him where Rhaenyra was seen, and he's very awkward about it. Oh, she was coupling with Damon. Like, that's the closest he could say to the word. And, of course, the king is, like, tired, and this is the last thing he wants to be hearing, and he says it's a lie, and he wants the rumor monger brought to him so he can have his eyes taken out. But Otto's like, no, I want to maintain my trusted sources of information. Like, obviously, uh, dismembering your tail bearers is not going to... You're not going to have people tail bearing to you anymore. Yeah. Um, several servants have, in fact, seen Rhaenyra sneaking out just as a page. And the king is angry with Otto for spying and trying to ruin his daughter's reputation. Well, he was mad first at, uh... He was first and foremost mad at his brother. Yeah. Which, and he had him brought, uh... He had him brought in there and, uh... And what happened, Sarah? He was pretty hungover. Yeah, he's brought in... Hungover and... You know, Viserys is furious with him, and... Uh, he kicks him. He kicks him around, and... He kicks him around, and Damon does the, Oh, but we both went to brothels when we were boys, but yeah, but we were boys, and... We were boys, and she's a... She's a the uh, she's a my daughter and not a boy, but also be the heir, which is kind of probably a paradoxical thing, because she is going to be judged uh, on that. But, and the truth is that if a man did the same thing, oh, it might be considered, oh, kind of scandalous, but not nowhere near on the same level for a woman that would be total ruin if it got out. Um, 
Kristen actually goes to Rhaenyra with a message from the Queen. So Kristen, the guy that she slept with, is the one bringing a message, summoning her to the Queen to have the Queen take her to task for allegedly sleeping with Damon. Yep. And she denies all. She denies it on her mother's memory. They just went to a show. They just went out drinking, but they didn't do that at all. And yeah, they didn't do that all the way, but it it was not true that nothing happened. Well, yeah, that's the thing. She lies about nothing happening. She claims nothing happened. Well, she actually is more a lot more honest with uh, um, her friend, uh, the Queen, later on than she is with her dad. But, you know, yeah, nothing happened, but no, they did not sleep together. The problem is, though, she did sleep with somebody. Uh, but... That she she is the only one who knows it's about it. It's still so going to be a scandal, though. That's right. The thing. It would be equally scandalous if she uh, she had the child of somebody like. And that's the thing. I can imagine, like you know, let's say she denies it. She denies it. It soon becomes apparent she's pregnant, and then she gives birth, and the baby is clearly not going to be pure Targaryen, so to say. Um, yeah. This is the time Damon decides would be a great time to propose marriage to Rhaenyra to the king, and the king's like... He's, yeah, he's against it, although to be fair, that actually would have been not the worst option, because that would have at least been sort of a Targaryen tradition. The problem is that Damon's already Damon's already married and... and the other one, and it would be like, okay, a poly- polygamous relationship... With one of them being a Targaryen daughter, that's like, like it so is a Targaryen thing, but it doesn't seem like a Targaryen thing they really want to bring back. It doesn't seem like a Targaryen thing to have. It also doesn't seem like a Targaryen thing to both be polyg- polygamous and incestuous. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Oh, Aegon the Conqueror and both of his sisters. His sister. So there's a whole. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Literal sister wives. Those degenerate Targaryens. Anyway. Moving on. Um. Yeah. So. The king is also talking to Rhaenyra. And he's showing her the Valyrian dagger in the fire. And it's got runes actually showing in the flame. As if it was the one ring. Which this is new. And um, there's message in that. Um, He also is scolding her for this uh, and she says that you know men can have so many children out of wedlock and you know, there is the double standards but she's a woman and he can re- he would remove her as she says that he would remove her as heir and the king says that he would and he can't have her causing further division. She is going to marry her cousin, Leonor Valerion. Um, if you remember, he was the guy riding sea smoke. Um, the son of the sea snake. And when she says, you're using her to get rid of his political headache. He says, you are my political headache. Um, next, uh, the king and Otto Hightower are talking of, um, Jaehaerys' hand 
um, Bail on the Brave, and his sudden death from a quote-unquote burst belly, which I assume meant appendicitis. And after, after him, Otto was the hand. And the king is thankful for Otto's service, but um, he's also like, you're scheming, ambitious, including using Allison to distract him. And which the king, is true. Which is true, and the king doesn't trust him anymore. To be and fair, he does seem to actually be <laughs> genuinely acting like he's doing it out of... Uh... For the good of the kingdom. That being said, he is uh, he is still pushing high tower interests and high tower yeah, exactly. descendants interests. He could very easily be given us all a. Uh, Unlike a, a lot of the fandom, on. I don't think he's Littlefinger material. He's no, scheming and. No, I don't in... think so either. Because Littlefinger was not. Littlefinger that. was a full on mastermind, and there was like nothing I mean, Littlefinger wouldn't not do that, to. Not only that, but Littlefinger, like Littlefinger, well, first of all, he would have actually convinced the king. Like, he would have successfully thrown that off his back. But also, he. If you really scratch him, you don't. You don't have to look that hard to see that he really has. Uh, he really is truly at least the Machiavellian stereotype. Maybe not, if not quite Machiavellian. And I don't see Otto as capable of the things Littlefinger has done. Exactly. Um, yes, he was kind of pimping out his daughter to the king. Like, that's kind of a Littlefinger sort of thing. But. Well. The king thanks Otto for his service as hand, says he can't trust him anymore, though, and takes his pin, which is his, you know, symbol of office. Uh, Otto is fired. And the last scene... I would not have fired him. Yeah, he fires him by taking his... What was it? He's got a pin that shows he's handed the king. Yeah, and I I would not have fired him if I, I... I actually would... Be okay with giving him that speech or the hand of the king, but I'd be like, no, you're going to continue service to the hand of the king. But just understand, got my eyes on you. But no, he flat out fired him. Anyway. And the last scene is at night, no one around, a maester um, brings a potion that would prevent or end a pregnancy, depending on, you know, when you took it. Think of it as, like, birth control if you're not pregnant at all. Plan B at this stage, it would be an abortion if it was further on. Um, so, yeah, it's called moon tea, and it's made of various herbs. So he leaves the plan B potion with Rhaenyra, says it was authorized by the king, and just walks out. And it cuts to the credits, and you don't know whether she's going to drink this or not. Um, and procuring it, it's legal, but it's scandalous, which is why, you know, it was all at night. And but it was given, and here's the thing, once again, back to the, back to what I mentioned, and what we mentioned, she has slept with somebody, just not the one everyone thinks she slept with. So, eh, we're gonna see what happens. Um, anyway. So, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, lots of intrigue and political soap opera. 
Not as much dragons as usual. Yeah, a disturbingly lack of dragons. You see was, a dragon on screen for less than a minute. That being said, I'm sure that like the producer was like, look, we need to play up the Targaryen incest part and play down the dragons for a bit, and then we'll put... There'll be a dragon battle later, I'm sure. There better be. Like, there there better at least be a significant amount of dragon activity by the end. It doesn't have to be every episode. It doesn't even have to be most episodes. But I want there to be at least one, you know, impressive dragon fight or dragon battle. When do we get to see Vagar? Yeah. And I I want that to happen before the, seri- the season ends. Uh, that'll make me at least enjoy continually. Hey, more dragons, HBO. So, do you have any anything else to say about this episode? Mm, just, uh, I'm very curious as to see what uh, decision she does, or what, uh, whether or not, you know, what, you know, what happens. And I don't know if it's going to flash forward a few years from then, or what, but... I'm oh, I, I would think they would at least show her wedding to Leonor. That's what I'm wondering if it's going to flash forward to. It's like it'll be that, and then uh, I guess we'll see what happens. She does have children, so... I mean, you know, That's, spoiler, I guess. it's a spoiler, but it's... Not the biggest one. It's one that if you've read any of the books talking about her at all... Or any, any spoiler-filled reviews, a lot of them will probably say that, too. So, anyway. I, it's not like I actually know what's going to happen. I, well, I sort of do. Um, well, it's talked about in Fire and Blood. It's also stuff. talked about in um, the World of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Where uh, you can find as much book canon spoilers about Rhaenyra as you want. Which may or may not be changed for the show. Um... Well, thank you for listening to Cast Into the Fire podcast, and good night. Good night.